0: Eight episode
1: eight. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to this the eighth episode of the second season of the Ian Prendergast Another Sports Podcast. Brought to you as always by MGA Traffic, but this time brought to you by Fabian Guadagnolo's Living Room.
0: For the second time,
1: huh? we're recording a man down. Unfortunately, Tim did go through with his hastily arranged trip to where is he going? Bali.
0: Bali. Yeah.
1: Staying in a seven room villa with just one other person wearing singlets wearing singlets of course hopefully shave down <laughs> have you ever seen the movie um have you ever seen the movie Zardos no Zardos I'll show you on the screen Zardos is a like a really ordinary science fiction movie starring um Sean Connery and it was um it was made it was made some time ago I'll bring up the year exactly Zardos uh, For anyone interested, you can see Zardoz at the Astor Theatre on Wednesday the 17th of uh, April. But anyway, um, it was made in 1974. Yep. Fair to say Sean Connery during his career hasn't been the most judicious when it comes to picking roles. And hence, he ended up on screen dressed like this. Look it up if you're listening along at home. Uh, and he, he basically he's wearing like a red stripper's outfit with a big, a big sort of female stripper, yeah, yeah, with a big cod piece and thigh high boots. And he's holding a revolver. Um, he also looks like a shaved ape because he's still quite airy. Um, yeah, so shout so out, shout to, out to Tim, yeah, shout out to Tim if you're listening. <laughs> and uh, welcome to this episode. This thing's uh, gonna roll a little bit differently this week. It's a two-hander. Yeah. Yeah. We tried to convince Kelly to come back in for her second appearance. We forgot to reach out to Alex at all. <laughs> There's a miscommunication there. So it's just us two. That's fine.
0: The Living room sessions. They're living always good. They're laid back. So laid back.
1: Very loose. Yep. Um, we're going to kick off uh, just a bit of a ground rule, effectively. Because Tim is not here to administer a quiz, we have basically just decided to turn this episode into a giant rolling quiz where uh, when the opportunity arises for one of us to ask a question of the other, we will. Yep. Uh, miscommunication again. Um, I thought the idea of the quiz was to challenge Fabian. He thought the idea was to not. <laughs> um, and we've somehow ended up with... So I will um, get nothing right. Yeah. And so we've decided that there's no score being kept. It's just a matter of do you know the answer or do you not? Um, now that I have obviously had the concept... Uh, Relayed to me, it does make a lot of sense, what Fabian was trying to do. But that's fine. We live and we learn. That's right. We'll start uh, last Thursday night out at uh, Icon Park, Carlton yep. North. Hot night. Hot night. Very hot night. Um, probably too hot, ultimately, in the scheme of things, 36 degrees. Yep. But uh, ultimately, I think what both teams would have walked away from the match fairly pleased.
0: Yeah, near well, yeah, Essendon did have a, a decent fight back. Towards the end, gave us a bit of a scare. I was just happy to get over uh, the hundred point mark.
1: We did have um, we did have one fewer player on the bench, which I didn't realise on the night
0: because Charlie went down.
1: No, just in general, we played one with one fewer player. Okay, in the squad, which kind of goes to explain a little bit why we ran out of gas.
0: Why? Why would we do that?
1: I think it was just more. Um, I know that we've done it in years gone by, um, where they like to try as best they can to sort of replicate the season proper. So there's no point playing with seven guys on the bench because ultimately, from a fitness or conditioning... You're not going to have that. You're not going to get anything out of it. So I I didn't realise that on the night, but um, in the aftermath, it actually made a little bit more sense. But look, I I walked away from the game um, really pleased with a number of aspects. I thought uh, David Cunningham's contribution across the night was really good. Phenomenal, And then particularly late in the game when he kicked what ultimately ended up being the match-winning goal. And people can say whatever they want, but the match got a bit of feeling in it just at the end there when you sort of – both teams kind of went, oh.
0: When Essendon kicked five in a row well, to both make it, team, the match. it kind of
1: got to the point where both teams went, yeah, I wouldn't mind winning this. Hmm. Like, if we can win it, we'll win it. You know, Jake Stringer obviously had his shot at goal to give them the lead. Um but thereafter, I think I think Cunningham's was the next goal, or certainly one or two after that. Quick snap out of a pack, massive. But then prior to that, obviously, in the uh, – just trying to think what quarter it was, might have been the second quarter, kicked an absolutely outstanding goal.
0: The uh, – Third sort of, quarter, maybe. Would have been a third. Yeah. We'll kick, in, we'll kick, kick into, into the, the legends. End,
1: yeah. Yep. kicked it. And what I was really pleased with from a Carlton fan's perspective and somebody who wants to see Dave do this a bit more often was back yourself. hmm he got the ability. Yeah, no, he found I, himself in good space. I was
0: impressed. I was impressed by him. I was impressed by Gibbons. Um, Gibbons started very well. But highlight of the night is obviously Sam Walsh. Looks a player. Looks a ready-made player.
1: Looks a player. But he's had 28 playing. I'm not sure what his minutes would have been ultimately you know, come the end of the match. But um, you know, for me, and we spoke about this off pod, but uh, I don't know why I preface things with saying that. We don't have to... We we had basically had this discussion earlier.
0: We do chat off, pod. Yeah, we do chat off. We don't pod. just meet on a Wednesday.
1: <laughs> it could have been champions yeah. used to do that. Not on a Wednesday, but um, they wouldn't speak until they were on air. Right, eh? Maybe we should adopt that. Um, but, yeah, we were talking about this earlier. I think what's really pleasing from my point of view is I think we're starting to see what's coming. And with these rule changes now, particularly the starting points, allowing us to potentially maintain an advantage at the stoppage, I think our midfield's going to be really, really, really deep. And I think we could potentially go into Which
0: seemed shallow. Seemed impossible Not so long ago. Not so yeah. long
1: ago. But you look at it and you go, we could now front up to pretty much every centre bounce, assuming our you know best team is out there or near enough to. Yeah. And you start looking at it going, well, Paddy Group's is a contested ball-winning, clearance-winning machine Walsh wins clearances, Samo can win clearances, Dow can win clearances, um, can win clearances, you know, Kennedy becomes that bit part guy, but he can win clearances. You start going down the list, even Zach Fisher, despite his size, can be quite nippy and yep. and get away. And you start looking at it going, plausibly we could go into every set about situation, backing ourselves to win it.
0: Yeah. In an which, is, position where you, to win which is
1: where you need to be. And given the way that the rules are going to be this year, I think th- this is part of the machine or part of the wheel that might turn a lot quicker than people realise.
0: Oh, we f- fingers crossed.
1: You seem very positive about it.
0: No, I'm just <laughs> trying to keep a lid on it. But, um...
1: <laughs> oh, but I, th- I I walked away from the sort of the night just you know pretty pleased. i still a little bit frustrated that we we bomb away going inside fifty. Yeah. And um, you know I thought we saw really good little glimpses from. Uh, you know, Didn't go Harry's way, but he contested all night. Yep. He presented all night. He didn't clunk his marks. He took one or two nice ones, but he was there. Mitch McGovern looks.
0: He wants to take Mark of the Year. Every, Mitch McGovern every looks contest. good. Yeah,
1: like he. This is a guy who more than Levi will occupy a really good defender. Yep. Which means Harry or Charlie don't. Yep. And if you don't want to put a really good defender on McGovern,
0: and we didn't see a lot of Charlie because he went down early. Yep. Uh, nothing too serious, but. Um, Oh, look, everything was positive. There's
1: one moment where <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it was in the once again I'm trying to get my quarters right, would have been the first quarter, I think, when McGovern led back towards goal Setterfield field had chopped off the ball on the wing. Yep. Held his kick and he put the I don't know if he kicked it kicked it to the fifty and the kick went into to McGovern. But he led back, made contact with the defender, basically said to the defender, You're either gonna grab me. And give away a free kick or I'm gone. Pushed off him, led to the space, and took an uncontested mark on the lead. And you just went, We actually haven't seen a player of ours do that for a very long time.
0: I don't recall a Carlton forward leading inside forward fifty. We had a couple. I think Brendan fucking
1: <laughs> We laugh, but it's probably the case. Yeah. Hendo maybe a couple of times. Yeah. On the lead. But we actually were able to do a few hit up. We bombed away, like I said, far, far How too often. You going? Hendo. Mm. I heard on the radio today that there's a chance that, um, or no, there's not a chance, but Geelong are apparently withholding a contract just for the time being, because they obviously want him to get out there and play and see if he can get out there and play, mm, Interesting. which makes perfect sense, because, I mean, he's a frustrating player, mm. and it just looks as though he might be breaking down a little bit.
0: Anyway. We're going to go, go through some...
1: Uh, we got some, get some Carlton quiz questions for Carlton us. Quiz questions. Carlton quiz questions. Are we going to go one for one? Or are we going yeah, okay. Go- you go... Do you want to start? Yeah. We'll get a taste of your layups.
0: Okay, question one. <laughs> Stephen Kernahan and Brad Pearce kicked over 50 goals each in 1995. This feat has only been achieved once since. In what year was it and who were the players?
1: For Carlton. Four Carlton. Fev would be one of them. Surely. I don't think Eddie ever kicked 50 goals for us in a season. Walker, I think, is the last player to kick 50 goals for us in 2011.
0: We're going to go quick fire answers tonight. I'm
1: trying to think it through, mate. I think Fev kicked his first big year was three.
0: O three. Yeah, O three. Yeah.
1: It's Fev and someone. It's Fev and... No, maybe it's not. Maybe it's Lance and someone. Here we go. Lance kicked 70 goals in 2000. Correct. Did Matty Lappin kick 50?
0: How I many did Aaron Hamill kick that? Oh,
1: I fucking think it was Aaron Hamill. It's Aaron Hamill, isn't it?
0: It's not, but I'm saying, <laughs> I understand your logic. It's 2011. It's, it's, no, bullshit. It's Andrew Walker and Eddie Betts. Eddie Betts kicked 50. Exactly. Did he kick
1: 50 exactly?
0: So the last so Walker had 50-goal pairing, Aaron Hamill only had about 30 the year Lance kicked. Yeah, seven, he kicked 70, so. didn't he? And then obviously we had those years where Fev kicked 90, 99 Fev, like, and but Fev would 87.
1: Kick, Fev would kick like 60-something yeah. in a low year. Uh, my first one for you. Okay. This isn't a bad one. I think you'll be able to work your way through this one. Similar to, vein to yours, actually. Carlton have overall winning records against all but four VFL AFL clubs. Who are the four clubs that we have an inferior head to head record against?
0: GWS.
1: GWS is one of them.
0: Fremantle.
1: Is one of them. So, Fremantle, um, sorry, GWS, where three wins, five losses. Fremantle, where 13 wins, 20 losses.
0: West Coast Eagles.
1: West Coast Eagles, we have 21 wins, 23 losses.
0: How many are there?
1: There's actually five, sorry. There's one more.
0: So I've got two more to go. Uh, who you got
1: your GWS, Yep. Frio, West Coast. Yep. And there's two more.
0: The two Adelaide clubs.
1: Yeah. So Adelaide, uh, we're 18-20. And Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide, we're 13 Basically, 17.
0: The, the new clubs bar no, Gold Coast. That's what it is. So by, by that shows and that, teams like West Coast would have overtaken us recently. Recently, no. Fremantle going, recently. Going through the records. So Port like Adelaide, GWS is the, the one genuine side that we've just never got a hold of.
1: We beat them first two. First two years. And then we've beaten them by one point since.
0: The Matty Cruiser 20, snap? Or was that against that Port? That
1: was against uh, Port.
0: Port was the Matty Cruisers. The, the
1: GWS one was Liam Sumner kicked a massive goal. Late in the game. put yep. uh, okay. Adelaide, our records. 13 wins, 17 losses, one draw. That one draw, funnily enough, cost us uh, Trent Cotchin. Yeah. Thanks, Trent Sporn, for kicking that late goal.
0: Fucking us. Um, actually, I've started off all right then. Shout out to Trent. Difficult question. All right, question two. Question two, give it to me. Brendan Favola kicks 99 goals in 2008. Mm-hmm. How many goals did he kick in round 22? Seven. That is correct. I yeah, watched that today. Yeah,
1: he had none at half time and he needed eight. He had
0: one. He had one at half. Did he have one? Was was one it was real late. Half-time.
1: Was it real late in the half? Yeah,
0: yeah one at half time. I, had... um,
1: oh, I know I've heard the story. I don't know where, where he told it, but Campbell Brown. Camel Brown told the funny story where he said, "Late on, you know, um, the Hawthorne are twelve goals up, and Clarko decides to flood defence, mm. and you know Murphy's going ring around the rosy trying to find Feb. He could have run into an open goal, but he's looking around." Trying I
0: to get watched on. it. It's on the AFL website. It's the videos day, available. It's, it's the race to one hundred. They show yeah. Buddy's goals and they show Fev's goals. But when Fev's on ninety nine, uh, Jared Ruffhead drops back, yeah, and then you see Andrew Russell runs out there. And says to him, mate, yeah. get out of here. Like, what, what, what are you doing dropping back? Well, I
1: know Campbell Brown told the story that apparently he, he went to Fev and said, if the ball comes anywhere near us, I'll scrag you. He goes, I'll, so I'll just get you in a headlock and I'll throw you to the ground. <laughs> and Fev sort of laughed. And unfortunately, they weren't able to really get it in. But mm. Campbell Brown strikes me as the sort of thing you do. He goes, I'll just give away a free kick. Yeah. So you have a set shot.
0: So it was quite funny. but yeah, no, uh, couldn't I? But, you know, to kick... Needing to kick eight, and you get seven. That was was well, Buddy, Buddy was on nine. The week
1: who did we play the week before? Because that, that stuffed him. Because it was a bit of a layup game, but he didn't.
0: Yeah, I don't recall. We needed Buddy, to be closer. Buddy walks. In, Buddy goes into that game on ninety eight. Yeah, so we, Buddy only needed two. I think he kicked three for the night.
1: We needed to be. We needed Feb to be like within five. Yeah, realistically, he's not going to kick eight goals.
0: He had a few. He shanked a couple <laughs> in really? the first quarter. Yeah. yeah. So um. Oh good. look, he
1: was a bit nervy. Um. My question number two. Of the 22 named for Carlton's last final, the 2013 semi final against Sydney, just four remain on our list. Who are they?
0: Kate Simpson. Yes. Mark Murphy. Yes. Jesus is hard.
1: There's a bit of a red herring. There's a bit of a red herring one. So only four of the selected 22 on the day yep. are on our list.
0: And they remain on our they list?
1: still on our list. Okay. So Cade and Murph are obviously two of them.
0: Yep. This is uh, Matty Cruiser. He wasn't on the game, but he's on our list. But yeah, didn't okay, play. Yeah, so He didn't play. No, you're right. Because who was Ruck against Richmond would have been Robbie Warnock.
1: And? You're in the right ballpark, and that's what I mean by a red herring. It's a bit of a oh yeah, of course, because Robbie wasn't going to ruck all day. He played very well though, Robbie. It's a bit of a final specialist for us for, there for a while there, uh, Warnock.
0: Oh, you throw me a little bit. Um, hmm. It's obviously thinking
1: one of the bigger boys.
0: Yeah. They're, and they're on our list Not on our a, list still not on, he's
1: still on our list I asked the question for how much longer man we just spoke about not too long Levi. ago
0: Levi Levi did the, Levi play yep so who dropped out between the Richmond game and the Sydney game because Levi didn't play Richmond no
1: so he's I'm not, I'm not 100% sure who dropped out but um, yeah Levi So okay.
0: Brock McLean pulled out for the Richmond game yes I mean Digan Digan came in. came in
1: so Simpson, Casbolt, and Murph, and there's one more. In the engine room.
0: Oh, Ed. Ed. Ed Kuno. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have got that. I wouldn't have got the Casbolt one, because I've obviously seen the Richmond a lot final times, a yeah. lot, and Levi's not there. I would have gotten around to Ed, obviously Murph.
1: The other ones, are the, that Sydney game's still a bizarre game when you think about just, just imagine what imagine we
0: had Cruiser in some finals, what like the... Cruz didn't play the West Coast final either.
1: No. Who else didn't play? Waite? Waite didn't play. Thornton went down just before halftime.
0: Gibbs got injured against... Gibbs didn't play against... against
1: he got injured he did against... His, did his AC joint. He did his AC joint against Essendon. Essendon. Late. Yeah, like he... Stupidly. Oh, well, he, he went for the ball. I think he kicked the goal. He kind of went into the... Oh, no. Murph kicks the goal. Murph kicks the goal. He kind of went into the ground. He got up and I still... You can vividly see him yeah. rubbing his, his collarbone. Yep. So that was a bit of a blow. That's good. Okay. You know who was actually very good in that West Coast final? Completely different year, completely different semi-final. Old Santana
0: played his heart out. He always gave one hundred and ten percent. Yeah, we could have done a lot worse than him. Question three: I've gone with the goal kicking theme. Oh, shit! Name Carlton's last three leading goal kickers.
1: Matty Wright is one of them. Yep, he was. Uh, he was seventeen. No. Sixteen. Yes. <clears throat> it's very difficult because we don't kick a lot of goals. We kick eight goals a week.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you now, Matty Wright. 2016, uh, 22 goals.
1: Yeah, yeah, he. Uh, yeah, we don't. That's kick an a average lot of,
0: of a goal a goal a game. <laughs>
1: a goal a game was good enough to get you the, the leading, leading goal. goal kicker. Wow, that's that's damning. Jeez, um, goal a game. Who have we got the plays forward? Who kicks goals? I'll just try to run through the uh, who, our, who our targets are, who kicks multiples. Charlie wouldn't have come one, it would he?
0: Charlie won it last year at thirty with thirty-four goals.
1: That's a little bit more respectable. Just bumping that up to one and a half goals a
0: game. In twenty seventeen, it was the same amount of goals, thirty-four. 34. Andreas Everett? No, twenty fifteen. Andreas Gee, Everett. I knew he won one of them. He wasn't on the list. <laughs> In seventeen, no, he In wasn't. He was off no. sixteen, wasn't he? Yeah.
1: Um, 34 goals in 2017. Not Levi. Yeah, Levi. Levi.
0: The stump question, Jesus. the stump answer for both Levi questions Caswell. has been Fuck like hell. how oh. zero respect we've given
1: Levi. <laughs> given Levi. Fucking wowzer. And my final Carlton question, pretty easy, I think you'll you'll get this one. Yep. And this is why I did it because I, I, I thought I might have made him too hard. So I thought I'd give you one layup. When was Carlton's last winning season? So, on the old American metric of more games won than lost?
0: The simple answer is 2011.
1: Mm -hmm. But, what are you thinking?
0: Do we miss out on 2012? Because I know we missed out 2012 by just not beating the Gold Coast. But Mm. do we have 12 wins that season? No, I'll say 2011. Yeah, you're correct.
1: So 2011, we won 14 games. Uh, 2012 and 13, we won 11. Yeah. So still actually, relatively speaking,
0: like years.
1: okay years. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so obviously the Blues, this week we travel down to, where are we? Shepparton or somewhere? Where are we? Murray? Oh, well. Um, to play Collingwood on Monday.
0: To mine some coal.
1: Is Monday a public holiday? Yes. This coming Monday?
0: Yes. Labor Day. How good.
1: Yep. I didn't realise that until today. Someone mentioned a long weekend, and I was like, oh, when? It's so like this weekend.
0: This weekend. Don't turn up. And I was like, oh, wow. You'll be going down punt road going, shit, the traffic is great, great this
1: morning. <laughs> i just figured it's an RDO as I'm rolling down. Um, but no, look, looking forward to seeing, A, who we pick, who runs out, um, potentially whether it be Lockie O'Brien gets his first run or a stocker. Gets his first run for the year. I think it'll be interesting to see what we do team-wise. there'll be some rotation
0: given the state of the pitch, which apparently is very hard. hard, There's
1: absolutely no chance I'd be playing Crips. Uh, I'd probably not play Wittering. I'd I'd really closely consider Charlie.
0: Charlie may not be fit enough anyway.
1: I'd sit there going that. Remember years and years and years ago, we played a a pracky game against Frio over in Perth, and Fev bruised his heel. And he was ordinary for the first two thirds of the year. Yeah, he played. They couldn't get him right. I'm awful
0: bringing that bringing it out to the to the communities, but
1: it can't be can't be a car park.
0: Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see how it goes.
1: Where we're we moving to next?
0: Um, we'll we'll speak world football, but we've got Man United biased. Can I ask a question on world West football? West. The big
1: story out of tonight or today, I should say, was Ajax.
0: Okay. Beating. I was thinking of something else that was big, and I think. No. Are you the one who's going to bring this up?
1: I'm not bringing that up at all. We're not talking about it. Um, <laughs> uh, the big story is obviously Ajax knocking off Real Madrid. Yep. And I come at it from two angles Real Madrid couldn't win forever. Yeah. So they've won th- the last three. They are uh, th- the first team to win three in a row since Bayern in the mid 70s, I think it was.
0: That side is four players different,
1: and massive players different.
0: Now, one of those plays is an upgrade, so yeah. they've lost the keeper and replaced him. But even him then, Courtois
1: had a very weird year.
0: So Bale and Ren- Bale and Cristiano are missing from up front. Yep, and Sergio Ramos, funnily enough, intentionally gave himself a yellow this is inc- late, uh, this is late amazing. in the in the first league so he could miss this game intentionally <laughs> and be clear to play. It's a very it's
1: a very Sergio Ramos thing to do.
0: And th- they've been stuffed. Now, I love how everyone is now looking at Ajax and seeing how talented their young side is. It's still a shock result. Oh, basically. But when they beat Real Madrid, it's how talented are the young kids. When we beat them in the Europa League final, you just beat a bunch of kids. But you know what
1: I find funny about it is, and I totally agree, is that... My question is: Does this Ajax team, or how quickly does this Ajax team go the way of Monaco of a couple years ago, Dortmund of a few years earlier than that? Well, they've already lost. They've already
0: lost. Frankie De Jong.
1: Where Europe's giants pick the eyes out of it?
0: But that's what they are. They're a feeder club. Because even but they's Delit, Delat,
1: Delit, Delit. Yeah, he's being eyed off by where a whole bunch of teams are interested. And you sit there and go, it's a bit of a shame because way back when, back in the day these teams are actually kind of able to reach their potential before the gross monetization of the sport mm. tears them apart ahead of time. Whereas now you don't actually even get to see how good that Monaco... They made
0: Champions League like final in the 90s. So.
1: But you don't get to see, like, the best example recently without getting carried away about um, a great result for Ajax, that Monaco team of a couple of years ago was... Yes. You sit there and go. That's the Patrice Evra side. No, but I mean, even more recently, when they had Killian, Killian Mbappe uh, and um, Thomas Lamar, yeah, um, Baka Yoko was playing yeah. really well for them. But you look at that, that team and you sit there and go, they got torn apart before they could actually. They won League One, yeah, and that was it. Say that properly, sure. League One. Okay, but they won that. League and, and then that was. But you never got to see that team reach its peak. No, which is a shame. Because yeah. you sit there and go, there were a bunch, a lot of them anyway, like real, like super talented French players, homegrown. It was they've everything got, you thought. They've loved
0: got about. to, you can really, it's the, it's the club model is to slowly but surely release each one of these superstars, but do it, you know, incrementally.
1: And they just got, it happened quickly. Yeah. And they were done. So it was in two years to, they lost everybody. So it'd be interesting to see, as you said, Dion goes to Barca, Deletes the other big top you know, yep. big-ticket player in their team, whether what happens or where does he go? Um, and unfortunately, it's just the, the reality of his, you know, teams like Ajax need this money mm. um, to continue doing what they're doing and the players aren't going to get that money in Holland. Yep. So it's just a bit of a shame, but that was a great result. Obviously, Manchester United travel to the Parc de France. Trying tomorrow.
0: to overturn a 2-0 deficit with no Pogba. You
1: know what I just want to see? I want to see... I don't, know, I don't think he's travelled, but I,
0: I want to see guys like Greenwood. Greenwood's travelled, Chong's travelled. Um, Combs? I don't know if Angel Gomes has travelled. Or said that- Pogba travelled
1: <clears throat> to what else is train, he doing?
0: train with the squad. People, was-
1: people are getting a bit excited about this, and for me it doesn't really
0: matter. I think it just, uh, he wouldn't have travelled under Mourinho. He would have stayed home. Yeah, probably. So,
1: but I still reckon he was a bit stiff to be sent off.
0: Oh, very stiff to be sent off, but we're effectively going to play a. Well, the back four's been settled for a while, um, but it'll be a midfield of Fred McTominay and Delo. I don't mind Delo on the wing. He, he, he turned the game on the weekend when he came on with Andreas Pereira playing the 10. Now, that's a very it's dangerous. You look at that and you go, "That's not a bad midfield if you're playing Bournemouth." You don't know want to do that when you're playing PSG in Paris. Oh, just but like by the same token, <laughs> I'm a little bit scared.
1: By the same token, like embolden them. Yeah, sit there and go, if "I can just run."
0: And out. Rom, Rom's in some. He's looking good, stupendous form.
1: Looking, he still does. He's you know what he is. He's like the. He's got um, the touch
0: of a rapist. Oh wow! It's he heavy. cannot hold the ball up to you save know what he himself. Is?
1: He's the he's the Sean McKernan of world football, in that on any given day, you know that he's going to give you a couple of moments of, geez, that's bloody good, and then he's going to do some things where you go, have you ever played the game before, mate?
0: Sean or Corey? Sean. Okay. Because
1: Sean McKernan would do things if you watch... Like, yeah, I was going to up- say, because
0: that's a, that's, that's a fair comment for Sean, if you yeah, were talking about yeah. Corey, because
1: Corey... Because Sean McKernan would do things, and you just like, People
0: forget how good Corey, Corey was. Ridiculous. Not not the Carlton Corey. He had one good year at Carlton, but the North Melbourne Corey was Excellent. ridiculous.
1: No, that's the thing. So Sean McKernan will do things that you sit there and go, "That's genuinely good." Yeah, it's really, really good football. Very few players. And then in the he'll court. do
0: something Satanta-like. Then
1: he'll do something where you're just thinking, "Wow, that's so dumb." <laughs> like, what are you? What are you thinking? Um, I'm going to uh, have a bit of a. I'll, I'll, I'll lead us off question okay. wise, and we'll, we'll keep the conversation going about Manchester United. This is a topical question that I've only just come up with. Um, Manchester United rumoured to be sniffing around and certain videos that have surfaced online in the last couple of days aren't helping the rumours to be sniffing around. Jadon Sancho, yes, Manchester boy, friend of Marcus and Jesse. So the rumours are circulating that United will go in for young Mr. Sancho um, pretty big in the summer, potentially £100 million, which you can desensitise to these figures because yeah. they're just nothing anymore. Yeah. So my question to you, Fabian, can you name... How many can you name of Manchester United's ten most expensive signings of all time?
0: Okay, because so the Paul, rumors Paul. the
1: rumors say that Jadon would be number one. Okay, so on Paul, current figure: Paul Pogba number
0: one, uh, Romelu Lukaku number two, Unhel De Maria number three. Um, one: Sebastian Veron.
1: No, not in the top ten. Not in the top Just. ten. Just not in the top ten. Okay, but funnily enough, why you think of number four or lower? When we signed, the when we signed one, Sebastian Varon, the fee was like twenty nine or twenty eight point something. Yep, and that was actually at the time in two thousand and one was a higher percentage of revenue than Paul Pogba's ninety million pounds. Yeah. So the 28 point whatever we sold, we bought him yeah. for was 20 something percent. Yeah. And Pogba's 89 million was. But
0: I, I use that stat when discussing our transfer fees as a percentage of our revenue against what Everton spent. Yes. And Everton are spending more. Yes. As a percentage than what we are. So and people that's have why, to stop.
1: And that's why when the people say, Oh, you're gonna sign Jade on Sancho for a hundred million, you go, Yeah, it's a lot of money. Hmm. But it's like fifteen percent of the clubs. Yeah. It's, it's comparable to what we paid for whoever it might be.
0: So I've got four, is that right? Three.
1: You got Pogba, Rom, and Angal Di Maria.
0: Yeah, well it's gonna be during the bloody Vangal era.
1: Mm. There's a couple of pretty recent ones.
0: I'm just trying to think who cost us a lot. Because Falcao didn't cost us a lot, Ibra didn't cost us a lot. I'm thinking mm. they aren't big names.
1: Some of them are big names. Some of them are big names. Some of them are not. Fred. Fred is number four. Um, so you're sort of going in order down here. There's another very recent one. Um, you're in the right part of the park for number five.
0: Nemanja Matić. Nemanja
1: Matić from Chelsea was our fifth most expensive signing. Um, you can probably stick in midfield for number
0: six. Michael Carrick? No. Doesn't make it? Nah, he was like $16 million. Yeah, he He's well the, off the list. I was thinking 35s.
1: You're thinking... Yeah, as I it's said, not
0: Carlos Tevez. I know he's not in there.
1: You're in the right part of the park for number six. Maybe you need to look a little bit closer to goal. Can play out wide occasionally. Probably not his best role, but... Seems to find himself out there a fair bit. Still at the club. Still at the club.
0: Oh, Tony cost a lot.
1: Tony's number seven. So number six is still on the board for you. Fan favourite, number six. Oh,
0: fuck it. Jesus Christ. Alexis Sanchez. No. But Sanchez would be on there, wouldn't he? No. Didn't he cost us like 40 million pounds? It was a part exchange. Oh, so that the, the 40 was the value which included Mick <laughs> <laughs> okay. Europa League specialist. Um, at least he's a specialist at something. Sanchez is a specialist in the championship Jesus at the moment. Jesus Christ, he's not good. Um,
1: you think you're in the right kind of, you're in the right area of the park?
0: Nah, people a, love this guy. People love him. They
1: love him. He's a fan favorite. Fans of fans of other teams love him. I've really gone with
0: Martial. No, they love this guy more. The fans love him more than Tony.
1: Maybe not our fans.
0: He's appreciated.
1: He's one of these names that people just love him. He's a beautiful little player.
0: I've drawn a blank. Give me the first initial. Initial of his first Jay. name. J. J.
1: Midfielder. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you this one. Number <laughs> is this obvious? Is, this, the obvi- is I, this obvious? And I'm it is, just... it's unbelievably obvious. J. Had a bit of a run-in with a former manager of ours. Oh, people said it probably wouldn't work. I was thinking, I'm it? timing you out. Yeah, tell me. One yeah. matter. Oh yeah,
0: number six. He was bought in January yes. under, under, under so David he, Moyes. So
1: he had a bit that bit of a run in with Jose. And people said, oh, it's not going to work. And to ship him off. And there was rumours that he'd be part of the Pogba deal. And
0: Bastian Schweinsteiger would not be on this list. No, he's
1: not. Number eight is a defender more recently bought? Viktor Lindelof. Viktor Lindelof. Number nine is a long time ago now. And in hindsight, I don't know if we really needed him. We just come off an absolutely outstanding season. Dimitar Berbatov. Dimitar Berbatov. Yep. And then finally, another defender, very recent.
0: I'm just trying to think of... Very recent. Well,
1: I've got a lot of time for this guy. You've got a little less time. It'd Probably be good if he wasn't quite so excitable. Makes a few mistakes here and there. Luke Shaw. No. More central.
0: Oh, no, Eric. Eric Bailly. Eric. So the
1: top 10, Paul Pogba, Romelu Lukaku, Di Maria, Fred... That was a Button, long question. Manu Madic, Juan Mata, Anthony Martial, Victor Lindelof, Dimitar Berbatov, and Eric Bailly.
0: Varon just missed that list. Yeah, he was like,
1: I think he's 28.1, I think. And yeah, I, was um, say, I thought he was around 30. But yeah, to... and um, uh, Rio. Rio was like 29-something. Yep.
0: yep. What do you got for me? Name the last four Shit. number fours for Manchester United. Don't have to be in order, but it probably helps you if you work yourself. Yeah, though. Phil
1: Jones. One. David May.
0: He was a number four, but he's not one of the last. He's not one of the last four. No, nah, no, nah.
1: David May, oh, Owen Hargreaves.
0: Owen Hargreaves was right after Phil Jones.
1: Um, Gabrielle Heinzer
0: was before Owen Hargreaves. You're almost there.
1: Gabrielle Heinzer, who did he get the number
0: four? Now, for? the next person I'm, I'm going to strike off, I'll tell you who it is Johnny Evans apparently wore number oh, four. Yeah. for a very short. Amazing, it would have been like because he was never number four. Nah, so. But he's listed as uh, number four, so yeah. we're striking him off. So who was... Because he was 23 and then six. So he wore for a lot um, at under 23s and under 18s. Johnny. Johnny. So after or before Gabby.
1: Before Gabby Heinzer. Heinzer.
0: And before... Da- and Sorry, after David May and before Gabby Heinzer.
1: For a second there, I thought Laurent Blanc, but he was five. Five.
0: Because Ronnie Onson was still playing.
1: Yeah, for, I was like, oh, for a second I thought I had it. I thought Laurie Blanc. Um,
0: I can't believe you're not getting it.
1: It's Veron. <laughs> it yeah, it's Juan <laughs> Sebastian Veron. Ali G.
0: So uh, yeah,
1: on the same theme, but a little bit more straightforward. Fabian today remarked that Con <laughs> yes. is the best striker of a dead ball, the best free kick taker. I've ever seen. He's ever seen. Yes. Not in Australia, not in the flesh.
0: As in... Ever. As in free kicks, dead ball free kicks. Yeah. From just Con, power. Con, just power. was was somebody yeah, else. Yeah,
1: Con Butzianus. Just let that sink in. John
0: Markowski was... a hardest striker of it. He said a ball David
1: Beckham's reputation has him obviously as one of these when people think of free kick takers they think David Beckham yep. sort of become his thing. What was David Beckham's first squad number?
0: David Beckham's first squad number was number 24.
1: Yes. Bang. Bang.
0: Yeah, that, that one that one I know. Excluding the charity shield, how many domestic trophies did Sir Alex Ferguson win as manager of oh, Manchester United? Fucking hell. So, you know how many Premier League titles he's yeah, got? 13. So, it's just how many FA and League Cups? 22. He's correct. Five FA Cups and four League Cups with a total of 22 domestic titles. Excellent.
1: On the same sort of line, a little bit same sort of line, we're going to go continental here. Manchester United have played in seven major European finals. Can you name the cities in which these finals took place? Seven. Seven. European final so Stockholm Cup Winners Cup European Cup Champions League etc Stockholm Stockholm is one obviously uh, 2017 Rome. UEFA uh, UEFA League Rome was the 20, uh, 2009 Champions League London London was the 1968 European Cup and the 2011 Champions League Moscow 08 oh, Champions League
0: how many am I at now
1: you've got London Moscow Rome and Stockholm London, Moscow, Rome Stock. You got five.
0: But London's twice. London's twice. So I've got one missing.
1: Well actually no, so you got three missing, sorry.
0: Three missing. For European finals.
1: Your major European finals.
0: We've only made one Europa League. We've made
1: Well maybe you've already maybe you said the other one, but now I'm worried about saying it out loud.
0: What have you got? Give me what you've got.
1: Barcelona. Barcelona, no.
0: Did I not mention Barcelona? No, you didn't mention sorry, Barcelona.
1: Sorry. Have you mentioned the other one?
0: I'm thinking Rotterdam. I don't know why. So let's go. What What have you got? I've got the 68. Yep. So I've got 68. I've got 99. Yep. I've got 08. Yep. I've got 09. Yeah. And I've got 11. Yep. I've got 2017 in okay. Stockholm. Yep. So you're missing one. I'm missing the 91 Cup Winners Cup Final. Cup and Winners Cup Final. I don't know final. why I've got Rotterdam in my fucking head. It's not. It's in Spain. Is it in Spain?
1: I fucking can't tell you the answer.
0: Yeah, I'm tapped out. You tapped out? It was Rotterdam. I was right. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. you didn't commit to Rotterdam. Yeah, no, <laughs> you, I've heard it often enough, so I'm taking that. They beat, they beat obviously beat
1: over in Rotterdam. Mark Hughes scored. A
0: ripping, a ripping goal. Ripping goal. Takes it past, was it was past the keeper or past does it past the keeper? It's sort
1: of past, in the end, it's kind but of past
0: both. The open goal, it was so wide and so far out, it was a cracking. he buries it. it. Yeah, no, brilliant. Unbelievable. We were in the white, the white Adidas kit.
1: I don't mind it. He also took a goal from Steve no sponsorship
0: Bruce. back in those days, like for, for cup finals and stuff. Yeah, like I remember, it, like growing up, you watched the Toyota Cup final, and the Toyota Cup, there'd be um, now the FIFA Club World Cup. Yes, but uh, yeah, there was no sponsors. Yep. But okay, my next question. Oh, do you have another one? Excellent. Name all four official non-British captains of Man United.
1: Non-British.
0: There have been four non-British official captains. and not... Roy Keane. 97 to 05.
1: Antonio Valencia.
0: 2018 to present. Well, not present. We, we, we haven't seen him at all, <laughs> not but, present, he's, but he's, he's still club captain. Been, I
1: think he's announced he's leaving. Um, Non-British captains. I'm just trying to think if we've had... Uh, British Paul Pogba was only a vice wasn't he
0: yep this year this is official captains
1: official club captains Valencia Roy hello <laughs> have you heard that that um, the, the one where he rings David Beckham it's Mario Rosenstock it's fucking brilliant he um it's a Euro 2004 Roy can rings David Beckham to like console him It's a spoof parody thing yeah it's brilliant um give me, give me these captains I'm trying to think of a man. Uh, Carrick's been captain in my time following the club. I think Neville was, Bruce was, Eric,
0: Eric, and is one more.
1: Eric. We surely wouldn't have had, what era? Modern. Because we wouldn't have had like we wouldn't have had a, a European captain in the sixties, seventies, eighties. No, 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 no.
0: So all all non-British captains have come in the Premier League era. Oh,
1: Premier League era.
0: Eric. So you've got Eric. You've not, got not, Roy Keane.
1: Wouldn't have been... Um,
0: you've got somebody and then Antonio Valencia.
1: Somebody and then Antonio Valencia. Wow, that makes me feel fucking stupid. Because we've got... What position do they play?
0: Central defender. It's very obvious,
1: and it feels very obvious. It feel, like it feels like I can uh,
0: Eastern European.
1: Oh, of course, yeah,
0: yeah, Nemanja, Nemanja Matić, Nemanja Matić, Vidic.
1: He comes from Serbia.
0: Correcter. Uh, so th-
1: he'll fucking murder. You.
0: <laughs> where do we move to from here? Um,
1: what else have we got?
0: Popular sports. Popular sports. So What's this is happen? where we generally do. Where we on most pods we'll talk. Horse race. around the ground. Yeah. Tim okay. will tell us a tale the pun. tale
1: from the pun. Do You want to tell the story that you told me today? I quite enjoyed it.
0: Uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you about that l- a little bit later on in the okay. pod. Okay, brilliant. Right. Just prompt, um, me, prompt me when we when we go to you know something like you know pop culture or something.
1: okay, okay. awesome. Yeah, because I, I I mean in terms of uh, popular sports, I mean we're moving towards F one. That's that's coming into view testing wrapped up last week. Pretty difficult to know what's going on really. Um, Ferrari looks all right.
0: Still looks red. Still looks red.
1: They look like they've got a bit of pace. No one's really sure what Merck are doing in the sense of how much pace Merck have. Yep. So we'll wait and see on that. The Renaults probably, Dan was speaking about it, and I think their ambitions are sort of to be the best of the rest and to potentially challenge Red Bull um, where they can. But then again, having said that, there's a lot of unknowns with the Honda, just what is the Honda, how good is the Honda, how, you know, they, yep. they could be better than them. Yeah. We, we don't really know. Um And that's sort of uh, the the lay of the land there. We're only a week and a bit away, which is exciting from that starting. But I've got a question for Fabian, Formula One-based. Okay. Mercedes, Renault, and Ferrari have had a stranglehold on the Formula One World Championship in recent times. Who was the last engine manufacturer other than the big three to power a world championship, and in what year?
0: Okay.
1: (laughs) So the Merck and the Renault. Most. The Renault
0: was obviously powering the Red Bull, and the Merck yes. powering the Merck,
1: and they obviously had a couple of powering McLaren wins as well in the Mercedes. Yep, yep. and a Brawn, and then naturally Ferrari had a stretch there where
0: Ferrari powering, thems- powering themselves, powering
1: themselves, and doing a fucking good job of it.
0: Yep. So, who is the other hmm. engine? Manu- so, who's the
1: other engine manufacturer prior to that? It's quite a few years. That it's been one of those three. Because obviously Renault had a bit of a stretch when Fernando Alonso won his titles as well.
0: Yep. I'm just trying to think back. I'm going to go with Mm -hmm. Honda. What year? Was it in the McLaren?
1: Is that your final answer? Yes. You're wrong. You're in the right era. You're in the. You think in early nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the last team, other than Renault, Ferrari or Mercedes, the Benetton, which ran a Ford, in 1994.
0: Michael Schumacher.
1: Michael Schumacher, and then remarkably backed it up the next year with a Renault. So Benetton went from the Ford, the World Championship-winning Ford engine, to uh, the Renault, which um, conveniently was quicker. And Renault would then go on to power, Benetton 95, Williams 96, Williams 97. Uh, So it ends up being a pretty freaking good move.
0: Absolutely. I've got an F1 question for you, Sean. Which (laughs) F1 record did Brazilian driver Rubens Barrichello break at the 2008 Turkish Grand Prix? Most starts? Most race starts, 257 at the time. What did he end up with? I'm not sure, but not too many more. Yeah,
1: because he wasn't, because, yeah, he wasn't, um, that was in the Honda?
0: Don't recall. I don't recall. I just know that's the... For
1: a little while there, he was in the Honda with Jensen Button. And they looked like they might have been okay. And then they kind of just fell off the face of the earth. But um, their, their battle was really absorbing because the Honda was a complete piece of shit. And they were always like racing each other. But it was exciting because they had the same car. So you'd sort of look at them and go, whoever's winning that battle... It was like good effort because yep. the guy you're beating has got the exact same hardware.
0: We're going to go questions from
1: other general sports? You'll like this one. I've got one for you. Yep. So Australia have been playing India in the cricket the last couple oh, of days. Oh, cricket. Oh, this is. Unfortunately, they uh, the, the Aussies, obviously, as we touched on last week, took home the um, T20 series in pretty exciting fashion, a couple of pretty exciting games. They won the series, which was good effort. Sadly, find themselves 2-0 uh, in arrears. Um, in the one day series, beaten this morning, uh, our time Wednesday, uh, in the final over, I think it was seven or eight runs ultimately, by the Indians. Virat Kohli scored his 40th one day 100, which is a good effort. Um, my question to you with the Ashes coming up this year? Since Australia won the Ashes on English soil in 2001, how many touring teams have won an Ashes series? Two. Final answer? Yes. It was one.
0: Was so, it us no, over so there? it was
1: England over here. England in 2010-11 won the okay. series over here, um, which is quite interesting in the sense that...
0: That was a stab in the dark, if you've ever... <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it was, it was, a, yeah, it was an, um, an interesting question to sort of look at because it just shows that we kind of took for granted in that dominant, yeah, ashes period that we had where it's so difficult to win away. And even England, when they've had the wood on us haven't been able to come here and beat us. They've us once when they've been the better team. So um, we obviously travel over to England this year, and I've got to be honest with you, don't have high hopes. I think it could be a bloodbath, but that's fine.
0: Um, I'll take you to the NFL. Um, Nick Foles today, or not today, but this week, has officially announced that he is moving on from the Philadelphia Eagles, most likely heading to the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: What happened to Blake Bortles?
0: Um, that, that's why he's going there because Blake Bortles is rubbish. So, um, which is great, and that's the destination Philly wanted him to be at because we played Jacksonville this season. So you won't play them for three more. We won't play them for f- four more or three more. So yeah, we won't see him for four years. We won't see Nick for four years.
1: Thanks for the Super Bowl and good riddance.
0: And that it was, it was, it was it was you know my social media uh, tweets. I'm sure and, there and was Instagram post by by the club. Clean so, out
1: your locker, hand in your security pass.
0: Uh, yeah. Question. Excellent. In four Super Bowls, Joe Montana threw how many interceptions?
1: None. <laughs> I don't know. It's a stab in the dark.
0: None. Oh, fucking. He's flawless.
1: Like, you know what? There were so many threads. There were so many threads to unravel from that. There was your hurtness about Tom Brady. And was- Guess how
0: many picks Tom Brady has thrown in his Super Bowl career? Three. Five. So there was all
1: this stuff like you, yeah. You know, you've been railing on. Mind about. you, he's
0: played in None. nine Super Bowls. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, mind you, Joe's Joe's percentage is better, regardless. Oh, fucking whatever. But uh, that was a
1: stab in the dark. I thought it was a I thought it was a trick question to to give you a layup, give you a nice little tip in. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. I got one for you. This is this is uh, I like this question. I've asked this question before. One once uh, a couple of years ago, I was asked to put together a quiz night. Yep. And this is one of the questions I put up because. I just find that interesting. Everyone knows racings in America. Every, every country generally that's big on horse racing yeah. has a triple crown.
0: Oh, no, don't ask me this question.
1: So in America, yeah, what, what, what race do you associate with American horse The racing? Kentucky Derby. The Kentucky Derby. So the Kentucky Derby is one of the legs of the, of triple the American crown. triple crown. Can you name one of the other two? The Preakness. Fuck you, you got it right.
0: <laughs> and the <laughs> Belmont. Did you look that up? No, no, I know it. I know it. It's that's the one—the one that catches me. Believe it or not, is not the Preakness. It's the Belmont that catches me. Once most you times.
1: hear the Preakness, it's got—it's a name that's unique enough. You, you don't forget. For that. you to go to Preakness, it's the yeah.
0: Belmont, the, the Belmont Stakes that you go. The one that because the way I framed it was, if you don't know the Kentucky Derby, you, just, you live under a rock. Oh yeah, like you don't even have to follow horse no. racing to know that.
1: But you got like the Preakness. I think is at Pimlico, um, which is in Baltimore. And then I think the Belmont's at Belmont Park in in New York, I think.
0: Could you imagine Tim right now? Raced over (laughs) 2,400 metres.
1: Raced on soft, dude. (laughs) Rail in.
0: Oh, last season. They brought the rail in. in. It was won by American
1: Pharaoh. I actually know that. I think American Pharaoh was... I think American Pharaoh won the Triple Crown only a couple of years ago.
0: Tim's probably just landing now. He might be. Maybe
1: he can come in for the last part.
0: Um... I'll take us to the NBA. Oh, shit. This is an easy question. How many league MVPs has the great Michael Jordan won? Five. That's correct. Oh, he was won. it really? Five. Five league MVPs, six finals MVPs.
1: I was thinking, I was like, it was five for some reason, and I'm going, fuck. Is yeah. it eight?
0: Surprisingly, not more than that. It's a bit um, weird
1: that it's not more than that. Yeah. cuz he would have been the dominant player
0: yeah. for more than 5 years. So, but it's like last season with LeBron James is still the best player in the in the competition. However, James Harden is league MVP.
1: I suppose it's a tricky one because for me anyway, when you think about what it is league MVP, the Brownlow is like wholly subjective because yeah, it's voted on by 3 people. Yeah. So, you sit there and go, it's just these three people's opinions. But, but
0: you're getting points per game. Yeah. Whereas, Whereas this is just a popular, popularity contest, Which and, but so I, look, I don't understand how people like LeBron aren't winning it every year.
1: And that's what I think. You sit there and go, if you take LeBron James out of that Cavaliers team last year, where do they finish?
0: They are like they are now. That's, that's what I mean. So They're you sit right. there and
1: go, surely that, by definition, is most valuable player.
0: Yeah.
1: Was there anything happening in the NBA recently?
0: Uh, well, the Celtics absolutely belted the uh, the Golden State Warriors in uh, Oakland. It's a bit of a weird today. one. We are actually watching it as we record.
1: What's the situation? The Lakers have just fallen off a cliff. Yeah, aren't no, they?
0: no like, they won't. They won't make plays.
1: But are they? Are they five games off eighth? are
0: they're, they're they're miles while back, off. And there's not that many games left. There's like probably twenty games left.
1: I wonder what does that mean for Can Lebron leave? leave. Can, he, can he opt out now?
0: Nah. They need. They needed two off seasons to acquire the talent. So, I don't think they. The intention was to miss playoffs, but it was. They were never going to win. Anything.
1: Do they? Do they? I mean, I know, I know. I've mentioned this before. Do they get? Um, Kawhi. Are they still interested in Kawhi?
0: Everyone's interested in Kawhi, but um, and he is a free agent, so.
1: And that's a boom for them because obviously yeah. they get him for nothing.
0: Yeah. So. But obviously, if Toronto are successful, then he obviously. We all know the type of character Kawhi is with the free chicken nuggets and all. He's hmm. a creature of habit, and he likes to. I love that know. story. So, um
1: but I think it's a for me. I think that for Kawhi, there was that, and I wonder if the mystique or the the allure has been shattered by how much work there is to do. To do. Mm. there was a sense of last year you go to the Lakers and LeBron comes in and they've got sort of good young pieces and everything and there was a bit of a little bit like Carlton in a weird sort of way where you look at the pieces in isolation and you go well yeah I mean look they're not going to be world beaters but they could potentially be okay whereas now obviously he's had the benefit of watching the year unfold and he could sit there and go there's actually quite a lot that needs to be done
0: yeah
1: and I, I'm a part of that but we need more I than still that it has
0: got this thing that Imagine they get KD. If Kevin Durant... someone is spilling out of the Golden State Warriors, and most likely it will be Durant. If they can land him, it'll be unbelievable. Because Kevin Durant's one of the top three players in the league. Hmm. He's phenomenal.
1: What does that do for Durant? Uh, they love this word in America. They love the word
0: legacy. He's, he's not really dyed in the wool. That's, I what, that's what I
1: mean. You sit there and go. I remember, Remember. Um, do you remember when Judd, the quote Judd said about Jared Waite? And he, he said to him when Waite was tossing up leaving Carlton. And he made the comment. And he, he himself said fully, look, I've, I've obviously changed clubs. But um, given Waite's situation, having been at Carlton for so many years, he made the point that you could just end up like a bit of a football orphan, you know, without a home because you've left Carlton after so long, and there's a little bit of bad blood. And
0: mm. and you're not going to really be never, embraced as a and, North Melbourne
1: And you're not going to spend enough time at North Melbourne to be a North Melbourne Especially player. Especially if you don't win flags. Especially if you don't win flags. So the thing is, you leave Carlton, there's a bit of bad you know, bad will there, and you mm. sort of go,
0: well, It's kick. like Brian Lake. If you didn't win a premiership at Hawthorne, and Brian's obviously going through a bad spot at the moment. He is. Um, Shout out to Brian. He doesn't win a premiership at Hawthorne. He's kind of burnt in his... Bridget the Dogs. And I'm
1: not sure that KD necessarily cares about that, but you look at it and go, at the end of his career, he's not going to be looked at as an OKC player.
0: Definitely not. Russell Westbrook will remind people. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's probably even given his success with Golden State, not going to be looked at as a Golden State player. And then if he goes to the Lakers, you sit there and go, how much time do you have to spend there for, yeah. for people to go, oh, he's a Laker? And maybe that's not important to some people, but I think I think it's impo- I think it's important enough.
0: I don't think LeBron will ever be considered a Laker.
1: No, probably not. Probably not.
0: So,
1: I mean, it's it's a tricky one for those yeah, players and something they all have to weigh up because, like I said, I don't think it's ultimately the most important aspect of it. But I think that players would generally speaking like that when their careers wrap up, you kind of belong somewhere. Yeah. Or the like. Carl Malone
0: went to the Lakers in the end, but he's always he's going a, to be he's the a jazz. Utah Jazz. He's, he's a member of the Michael N- Jordan. Is a bull. We, we try to r- remove the fact that he even played.
1: Uh, you know, Carl from- Malone will and forever be regarded as a fine player for the
0: NBA Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> the, the NBA Jazz. <laughs> Do you want to take us to movies?
1: Yeah, sure. Why not? I uh, railed recently against Bohemian Rhapsody, and and since then, um, even actually no, bu- no, this was before then. I've got my wires crossed. Um, it did happen to win some Oscars.
0: Yep. It has. First
1: cab off the rank. Right. How many Oscars did it win?
0: Oh, so Rami Malek won Best Actor. It mm. would have won. Didn't win Best Song. I'm going to say it won two Academy Awards. You've
1: halved it. Four. Won four. It won uh, Rami Malik Best Actor, Best Sound Editing. Ludicrously, it won Best Editing. I showed you that scene. <laughs> yeah. It was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It was terrible. Interestingly, funny story. John Ottman, who is the editor and works a lot with Brian Singer, who's the disgraced director, is actually a composer, and he okay. edits stuff like on this. It's a bit weird. He does both. Shows you know, probably should just stick to scoring <laughs> because it was fucking woeful. Um, and I'm actually not sure, hundred percent sure, what the sound editing, maybe sound mixing, editing, and. Rami Malek okay. so I won four so I've got no issue with it necessarily winning technical awards as such
0: sticking with the Academy Awards oh shit Batman original 1989 yeah. oh shit won the Academy Award in which category
1: was it production design
0: oh it's close it's best art direction
1: yeah was it Um. don't give me the guy's name he killed himself
0: I don't have the I I won't give it to you I don't have it I'm trying
1: to remember his name he did an unbelievable job what was his name Anton First I think his name was I'm going to look this up yeah um he did a phenomenal job there's actually if anyone's interested you search it on Google um
0: he (laughs) if you're people didn't need you to tell us there's a thing called the internet
1: yeah best art direction for Batman Anton First um Anton first when part of his crew for the very first Batman they built the big Gotham City backlot and it was built in somewhere in in England Pinewood I don't was it Pinewood Yeah it was one of those big backlot big yeah. sets might have been may very well might have been Pinewood and um, there's this wonderful site if you type it in you'll be able to find it where someone uploaded scanned and uploaded photos they took in it would have been really early 1989 where they basically lived near to the studio and they snuck into it and they hadn't dismantled the back lot yet because they might've been doing reshoots or whatever. And they snuck into it and kind of figured out eventually, Oh, I think it's Batman. I think this must be, I don't know. They explain it. They explain how we sort of figured out it must be Gotham city. And, um, they've got all these really wonderful, like Kodak disposable camera, like photos of the set. Um, And you look at it and it's, it's absolutely beautiful. It's absolutely, it's like this, they don't make films like that anymore. Mm. And you, you see these photos of it and you go, fuck, it looks good. Like it looks real. It looks lived in. And part of the reason why Batman Returns wasn't as good was because Anton first, unfortunately, um, unfortunately took his own life. He was, uh, yeah, pretty sort of, you know, obviously not troubled necessarily, but whatever, and um, didn't return to do the next one, Mm. which was, which was very disappointing. Yeah. do you want me to give you a uh, yeah. movie question? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what is the name of the two islands, Site A and Site B in Jurassic Park? And Jurassic Park The Lost World.
0: The, the names of the sites in the movie? In the movie. Oh.
1: So, oh. Site A in Jurassic World and then Site B in Lost World.
0: I don't know them at all. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the name.
1: Isla? Isla something. Not Isla Fisher an archipelago off the coast of Costa Rica.
0: No, I don't know. Shout out to
1: Alex. Alex will be getting them. (laughs) Don't know. (laughs) So, Site A in Jurassic Park is Isla Nublar. Yep. And in Site B, I like how you're saying that, like, of course. Of course. In Site B in the Lost World was Isla Sauna.
0: Okay. Is that the one with the volcano on it? Uh,
1: That's Isla Nublar. Okay. It's got the volcano on it, which it didn't have in the first one. Yep, conveniently has now. It exploded,
0: and that poor old big ass dinosaur that was left. It's a sad as they, moment. There's the gun away. The his.
1: brachiosaurus. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's fucked. It's dead. Now. It's
1: fucked. <laughs> that was. i remember sitting in the cinema and actually thinking, <laughs> it's actually quite sad. Standing on the pier, yeah. it's like I get, love how
0: everything is killed off, but yet they'll make more and more. Oh, there'll be more. Yeah. Did you watch The Fallen Kingdom? Uh, I don't know which. which is That's that the most recent blue, one? Blue walks away at the end.
1: Yeah. Mate. I don't
0: understand why blue just doesn't hang out mate, with them.
1: What the fuck? What happens if imagine you here, beautiful, you know, northern suburbs, if you walk out the front door to mm-hmm. get the paper or say goodbye to Cal, get the put the rubbish bins out and a fucking velociraptor's running around.
0: You're worried about my puppy. I'm worried biting about on that dog toes, biting imagine, my <laughs> toes. Imagine that.
1: Imagine blue just jumps through the window. Yeah. they have to take the fucker out. It's dangerous.
0: <laughs> Question for you, Sean. Excellent. What number? Is Gordon Bombay when he plays for the Waves in the minor (laughs) leagues.
1: He's number... I can fucking see it. He's number...
0: Obviously, we're referring to the film Mighty Mighty Ducks. Ducks. It's
1: actually D2, the Mighty Ducks. uh, I believe he does his ACL, and that ends his career at the age of 30.
0: Americans love to use the term, blew out my knee. Blew out his knee.
1: Yeah. He was this close to the playoffs, yeah. Uh, Sorry, no, but it's this close to the NHL. He was this close. Um, Gordon Bombay, 30-year-old rookie, playing for the Minnesota, Minnesota Waves of the American Hockey League. He was number...
0: Is Alex also answering this one?
1: Probably not. Charlie Conway was number 96... Um Charlie Conway was ninety-six. I'm thinking I'm gonna go ninety-six.
0: Sixty-six.
1: Shit. I knew there was a fucking six in there. <laughs> I knew it. That's a good question. I like that one.
0: I, Very like poignant. That one. I thought that's that's early pot. That's Bill and and Bill
1: Era pot. No, I like that one. I could see the six and I was like it's something six. Charlie was sixty so ninety six and Adam Banks was ninety nine. What number was... Uh, Goldberg was 30. He was the goalkeeper. He was shit house. Couldn't tell you. Why did they... Why did they persist in having Goldberg in goal, who didn't even want to be a goalkeeper? And he had like an all-state...
0: Maybe, maybe, that- maybe his, his teammates didn't turn up in numbers every week. He had to be goalkeeper. He had to be goalkeeper.
1: Does <laughs> that sound familiar? It does sound eerily familiar. <laughs> the usual goalkeeper played for three or four weeks and then lost interest. <laughs> um i got one for you. You'll like this one. You'll get this one. Hopefully. You'll get this one. In Back to the Future 3, during their confrontation in the saloon, Buford Tannen took exception to Marty referring to him as Mad Dog. What did Mad Dog then refer to Marty as?
0: Especially not some dooted up egg-sucking gutter (laughs) trash.
1: You know how I remember that? You'll remember this. And then he goes to him, Dance. Dance and shoots. And he Marty goes into a moonwalk, yeah, he goes into a moonwalk because he's wearing the Nikes. Yeah, what I love about that, that, especially not some dude it up, egg sucking gutter trash. That was, and you remember this every VHS tape in the mid to late 90s, yeah, had like a sizzle reel, yep. about like home video, yeah, and like you know, bring the movies home, watch the movies at yep. home, and that was an excerpt that was in the sizzle reel, okay, for like, like forever. And it was, I mean, no matter what, I don't even think it was like a Universal Pictures thing, to be honest with you. I think it was like an Australian home, whatever it is. And it was, um, or very, it might have been Universal Pictures, but.
0: That got replaced with the piracy thing when DVDs came out.
1: Yeah, no, spot on. (laughs) They'd they'd gone gone, (laughs) gone through an era. (laughs) They'd gone through an era of letting people just like tape the movies from the cassette. Yeah. And they'd figure, not again, not in our fucking watch.
0: So, so you're telling me they just put some sticky tape over this tab and they can record. Are you, are you, sorry,
1: sorry, I just need to clarify. If they have two VCRs, <laughs> they can record one from the other? Yes. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs>
0: fuck. Fuck. Shit. Um, okay. Which of the following is not one of Coughlin's laws? <laughs> Okay, anything else is always something better.
1: He said that about...
0: Bury the dead, they stink up the place.
1: That's what he said about himself.
0: <laughs> a man will always be judged by the amount of alcohol he can consume and a woman will be impressed whether she likes it or not. Never show surprise, never lose your cool. Or oh, is that the options? That were the four options. I think it's number four. Never show surprise, never lose your cool. Yeah. That was a Coglins Law. Fuck. Cause it was definitely The one that the first two definitely were.
1: Yeah, the first two definitely were.
0: A man will always be judged by the amount of alcohol he can that consume. Sounds like he something... says that at the bar, but it's not a Coglins Law. Of
1: course. I was thinking there, when he said it, I was like, That sounds like something he'd say. I could hear Brian Brown saying it.
0: In his suicide note that he leaves He said never bury Um he basically says, and as for the rest of Coglins Laws, ignore <laughs> him. The guy was always full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um,
1: what a great tale. Uh,
0: another one of Coghlan's Laws was, never tell tales about a woman. No matter how far away she is, she'll always hear you.
1: I love it how they were meant to be like, we watched a couple weeks ago. I came over and um, we watched Roadhouse. And Roadhouse House is like of a similar vintage to Cocktail, yeah. and it's a very similar film in that it's shit, but it's also amazing at the same time. And there's large parts of like Cocktail with like the Coglan's Law stuff, which is meant to be cool, but mm. you're like it just sounds fucking stupid. Stupid, but I love it.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I like how he just gives Brian a like he just gives Brian a job.
0: Good movie.
1: It is a good movie.
0: Well, that takes us to the end of was that the end of cinema? Well, that's the end of cinema. Yeah. Do you want to bring us to music? Yeah, let's go to music. Do you want me to kick us off or you want to kick yeah, us off? Yeah, you kick off? us off. Okay, Sean. Obviously, these are all pod or pod related. Yeah. I think we might in have double what, stacked. In what year did Millie Vanilli win Best New Artist at the Grammys?
1: I've got the same question, so I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, 1990 19, 19, okay. Fabian, in what year did Millie Vanilli win and get stripped of Best New Artist at the Grammys? N- 91? <laughs> <laughs> Shit Fuck As okay. soon as I, I thought I had, a, I had a feeling I was like, I reckon we're going to double stack okay. there's, there's only so many questions you can ask about Millie Vanilli
0: Okay The song Crystal by New Order Features a fictitious band whose name is the basis of which real-life popular band? The Killers.
1: That's great. (laughs) (laughs) That was... um, And they put... I can't remember what song it is of The Killers, but they did a similar thing where they had a fictitious band. It was on the drums. Yeah. But I've got no idea what song it is, but they did a similar thing where they go, that's where we got it from Crystal. Which is actually like a relatively new new order song. I think it's like 2001.
0: No, no, it was the same year that The Killers have, well, formed or released their first 2002?
1: album. 2001. Yeah. Oh. Is it like, yeah, because I mean, Hot Fuss was 2004, so it was a really new, um, yeah, it was a relatively new song. Um, I've got another Killers question for you.
0: Oh, See, I, I, I <laughs> kind of themed mine towards Sean. Sean's Shit. themed him towards himself. Well, that's what we said. We said, like, there yeah. was a
1: misunderstanding.
0: Is the answer Jack Rewall? No, it's not. Okay. Okay.
1: One of many jobs, the the job that most people associate with Brandon Flowers, the lead singer of The Killers. He he worked where? In Las Vegas. So he's from Las Vegas and he did something. Okay. He did a particular job at a casino.
0: He was a dealer? No. (laughs) He was a stripper.
1: (laughs) I don't know if he would have had the confidence back then. Don't know. He was a valet. Was he really? He was valet, driving, parking valet, cars. valet parking, yeah. Well, good on him.
0: Yeah, he's kicked on. Yeah. it's probably hopefully a better <laughs> valet parker than he is a singer. Hey. Here's my third question, Sean. Excellent. Give it to me. Peter Pan Complex was the original name for which 1999 hit song? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, what's My Age Again?
0: What's my age again? By Blink One Eight Two. Yeah, I've got a Blink One Eight Two question for you as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how have I, how have I themed this around you? Let's, Sean rigs me and goes, "Let's let's do a quiz where we try and stump each other." <laughs> I could have just given you any fucking music questions.
1: I like it how Fab's like he's actually been rather considerate and like you know. Actually wants to help out, but I've actually I've tried to I've tried to nail him to the cross and be like <laughs> fuck you.
0: You've nailed me to the cross as my kids nailed oh, Buzz Lightyear to the chest of drawers. That was a,
1: that was a grim scene. Jeez. You showed me a photo earlier. Yet the boys have like crucified Buzz
0: <laughs> with monkeys. <laughs> with
1: monkeys, it's it's uh, full on. Okay. You want you want your Blink One Eight Two question?
0: Yeah, give me the Blink One Eight Two question.
1: <laughs> How many official members have Blink One Eight Two had? Two. What? No official. No. In in their entire run. No, three. No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you a blink one a two bit of trivia. Oh please. One of them doesn't have any tattoos. Yeah, Mark. But he actually has two tattoos. He's got the name of his daughter and his wife on his wrists. But apart from that, clean skin. Yeah, because Tom's.
1: Tom actually had a bit of a sleeve at one point, like in the late 90s, yep. which was pretty uncommon. Yeah. And obviously Travis Barker was... He was probably actually the first... Travis person Barker's
0: got... On his head. He's got him everywhere. Yeah. He was actually one of the... Travis Barker was one so of Travis the... So f- Travis Barker, he survived the, the, plane he, crash. the plane crash with DJ AM.
1: He did. Travis Barker was, I reckon, the, the first person I ever saw in mainstream media to have be fully tattooed. Like lots of tats,
0: and he always wore the singlets. Yes, which, again, shout out to Tim because <laughs> <laughs> he's got the big Cadillac down the side, one side, doesn't
1: he? Uh, he? yeah, he, um, he has, he loves Cadillacs. So
0: I used to watch the uh, Meet the Barkers.
1: I oh, see. I never, I love Blink One too, but I never really watched it. But apparently, it's not as far as those shows so go. When He
0: was married to Shayna Moakler.
1: She was, well, she married to Dennis Quaid.
0: Not sure. Don't think so. Shayna Mokler played the furry. Did she? The turtle had to uh, get the job done with <laughs> in, uh, in, in Entourage. I got the suit. I may as well finish the job. <laughs> Johnny ends up going, if I'm paying, well, if, yeah. if I'm paying for it.
1: <laughs> the answer to the question was five.
0: Okay, five. So five Mark,
1: Mark Hoppers, Tom DeLong, and Scott Rayner formed the band.
0: He won the Rising Star last year, didn't he? he did, yes. Scott Rayner?
1: They flicked Scott Rayner.
0: Actually, and no, he didn't. Cam didn't win the Rising who, who Star at all. Who did win it? Was
1: that a question last week and no one got We didn't get it? Ken, Scott.
0: Us. Who won the Rising Star last year? I'll think about it. Yeah, you, um, you can keep going.
1: Scott Rayner was the first drummer. He was replaced by Travis Barker and then Tom DeLonge has since left the band, been kicked out of the
0: band. Jaden. Jaden. Stevenson. Stevenson won Matt the Rising
1: Star. Matt Skiba. Shout out to uh, Matt Skiba. He's the uh, new guitar player. Um, what else we got? Pop Culture.
0: Let's finish up on popcorn. I've only got two of these because so I couldn't think of a third. All right. Well, I'll start then because I've got three. Name the wrestler with the nickname The Handsome Stranger.
1: That's not Buff Bagwell. Maybe in actually Kelly, shout if out If people
0: Kelly. aren't fans of this podcast, they're going, What the fuck's with these shit questions?
1: Shout out to Kelly. Um, showed me a video earlier of Buff in action.
0: Bust now a gigolo, um, working in Vegas, so i um, getting the job done, ramming the point home. So, <laughs> Sean also got a face-to-face glimpse. Is, is it like seeing the Mona Lisa? You know, when you first, like, obviously we all know what the Mona Lisa looks like, but you've obviously gone to the Louvre and I seen have. the Mona Lisa. I have. All A4 sheet of it. Yep. Um, you don't get to,
1: yeah, you're probably from you to me away. You don't get to get very close, mm,
0: and it's small, very small. Um, you know what
1: the funny thing is, like, and I don't want—I don't mean to um, uh, play down the achievements of Leonardo. Yeah, uh, the she artist got alopecia. he The artist got no eyebrows. The artist, not the turtle, but he—it's—it's it's, that's the piece of art you go to the Louvre to see. Yeah, and you're like, oh yeah, the Mona Lisa. Yeah, cool. There are so many better works of art in the Mona Lisa in the in the Louvre. You walk around, you're like, it's actually
0: dumbfounding.
1: It's yep. just like, oh, wow, but everyone comes to see this.
0: Do you get awestruck when you're there, when you see it, when you finally see it for the first time with your own eyes? There's a,
1: there's a moment of you sort of sit there and, and you you know that it's um, – I'm trying to explore, sort of compare it to something. Like you know that it's important or that it's got this aura and it's this fame about it where you're like, oh, yeah, shit, it's there, it's the Mona Lisa. You, you, see it, you see it a lot like in, on the internet and you see pictures of it and when you actually see it there and you go like it was painted, when was it painted? I don't
0: know. Don't assume just because I'm Italian, I know all this stuff.
1: Um, but you sit there and you, yeah, like it, it sort of hits you. You get that moment of oh yeah, wow. But it's no different to when you go to see any major world landmark, and you go oh yeah, there it is.
0: So when you saw the portrait of Buff Bagwell in the in, in the flesh <laughs> this evening, did it? I was actually overwhelm s- you with the same sense of mystique and. In- oh,
1: I, I don't think there's any doubt that it carries much of the same um, aura.
0: Dave tried to drop off two of Kelly's original artworks on the <laughs> he's, weekend. He's, he's thought I can finally get rid of them. Um, one was the self-portrait, which Kelly continues to <laughs> deny is, is a self-portrait. Um,
1: <laughs> All great artists. The no.
0: self-portrait didn't get to remain here, but Buff, Buff's going to make his way one? officially into the garage.
1: Why didn't the self-portrait stay?
0: It's a, it's a little bit larger. Ah, oh, okay. And, um,
1: you got a lot of wall space here,
0: though.
1: I'm in, noticing in the lounge la- room. room. I'm noticing you've got a lot of space on the walls.
0: So, uh, you know what
1: the funny thing is? The Buff Bagwell portrait is probably bigger than the Mona Lisa.
0: The Buff Bagwell portrait is bigger than the Mona Lisa. It's, it's probably A1. <laughs> he's um, he, he's, he's quite a substantial size.
1: I, I think that what Kelly did best of all is really capture. Um, capture soul. his soul. She did. I think you see him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and those eyes, they just pierce right through to you. Think, oh,
0: oh, for me, it's the neck. It's the neck choker <laughs> <laughs> with the NWO. Uh, with the, <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: gonna, you knew that the NW, NWO was in trouble when they admitted Buff Bagwell. Wow,
0: well, it's well, a great moment in
1: in world history.
0: Okay, Sure, give me some. Give me something from popular culture.
1: <laughs> this is this or is pod. Related. This
0: is pod related. Pod related. That's that. That was the thing. Yeah.
1: What is the name? Of the song that plays in the Ian Prendercast titles,
0: it's by it's it's by C- Keith's band. It is. It's called Bazooka Babies. That is
1: the one. He's got one. He's on the
0: board. It's called Bazooka Babies. <laughs> okay. Laura Manadu won what event at the twenty seven uh, two thousand and seven World Championships in Melbourne, yielding Tim a small fortune. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and a bounty of singles. <laughs> I love it how we're bullying. We're bullying Tim. He's not even
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> he's not even here to defend himself. <laughs> um. Speaking sh- of bullying, Tim, <laughs> answer the question, and I'll give you my Tim's. <laughs> I'll give you a Tim's story. I think it was the four hundred. It was the two hundred. Oh, shit! Two hundred. Uh, she spread the world record. One minute fifty-five point five
1: two. Ah, oh, damn it.
0: Um, Where was she, lane eight, lane seven? Oh, I can't recall. He told the story that she yeah, go back the heat. Yeah, <laughs> go back through the pods. Yeah, just listen back through the whole um, catalogue. I think of that. it was our original Tale from the Punt. It might have been our first Tale from the Punt. Yeah, it might have been. Um, so Tim is working for Port Adelaide as a scout slash recruit officer. So he's like one of the boys. He watches under 18 talent and... <laughs> You know, creates many reports. Have we been recording, Sean?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: <laughs> Where's your microphone? Sean? It's on my lap. So, um, yeah, we. Where was I at before you distracted me? Tim's
1: working at Port Adelaide. Oh, Tim's working at Port Adelaide,
0: and um, so he's he's, you know, scanning under eighteen talent, sending reports through to them, or as it's called cool in the trade.
1: Doing a Michael Jackson,
0: <laughs> and I don't know he got onto the the thing some somewhere something about the Bulldogs. This, I don't know there was a position open at the Bulldogs, or what have you. And we were talking about it. I don't know whether he was up for it or interested in it or what have you. I don't recall. Later that evening, I or maybe even been the day later, I ring Tim just to talk some general crap, and Tim doesn't answer the phone. It go straight to his voicemail and I leave him a message um, saying hi Tim it's James Fantasia here from the Western Bulldogs football club can you please give me a call and I'll leave my own mobile number <laughs> so I wasn't expecting anything other than Tim to call me back going ha 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 two hours later so the full two hours passes Tim calls me and says and I answer the phone and I said Tim and he's like Who's this? I said, It's Fabian. He goes, Oh shit, I rang the wrong number. <laughs> so he's supposed to be calling. He goes, Oh, James Fantasia called me from the Western Bulldogs. I said, No, that was me. I said, I left my own mobile number. You've called it. And Tim goes, Oh shit, you have to. Goes, I said, Tim, I rang you two hours ago. He goes, I downloaded the Western Bulldogs list <laughs> and started doing full analysis. <laughs> you wanted to sound informed. Because <laughs> I, I wanted to give James like, my perspective of where
1: they're at. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't say, oh, now that I've fucking got you, I might as well give it to you. i
0: just give you the rundown. Oh, shit. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just a... Uh, <coughs> Now you're having another dick of Tim when he's not here to defend <laughs> himself. So <laughs> Tim's probably going to listen to this and be like, he
1: fucking did do that.
0: <laughs> what an asshole. Tim, Tim's never going to go to Bali again. <laughs> All right, give me a question, Sean.
1: What is the recommended retail price of a Funko Pop?
0: Recommended retail? Mm. I'd say it's $29.95.
1: Fucking man, I'm not spending $29.95 on these fuckers. You've got to be over.
0: I thought the price I paid was a reduced price, like $18 something.
1: No, that's the price. Is it? Yeah. You paid full freight. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) I thought I got a bargain. No, they're uh, $19.
0: Okay.
1: If you want to get the double packs, like the two for one. about $36. Yeah, $37. Okay. So you save a dollar.
0: So this is the final question? Final question, because I don't have a third question here. Kelly masterfully filled in on pod... For one episode, as Tim was absent, attending an amateur production of what Disney story?
1: Oh shit, <laughs> Aladdin. He <it> was Aladdin. <laughs> Tim, well, comes, Tim comes up with some fucking weak sauce excuses.
0: I can't do pod next week, boys. I'm going to watch an amateur production of Aladdin.
1: <laughs> and then when we asked him about it, he even like he had the gall to suggest it was okay. Yeah.
0: Have you ever seen an amateur production of anything and walked away gone? That's quite good. I saw a professional
1: production of something and walked away thinking it was amateur.
0: Okay, <laughs> we've, all, <laughs> we've all done that. Um, I saw about, Chicago, an amateur production of Chicago, which was this? very, very good. Whereabouts was it? Uh, Darrabin Art Centre.
1: Well Like, how did you see it? We just bought tickets. But like, you were just driving past, and I think, no,
0: I think Kelly just got tickets. She went out, bought tickets, you want to go watch Chicago. But how did you? she find out about it? No idea. Did you not say, no, I don't want to do that? Um, no, it was early on in our history. Oh, you felt obliged. History. yeah. No, was, I actually got... During, you- during the intermission, I was approached by a gay man <laughs> who gave me his phone number and asked if I was ever interested to give him a call. He was polite and all, but... I don't think he believed the fact that I had a... I had female company with me. She was just waiting for me to return with some... Maltesers. You
1: returned with a man's phone number.
0: So, uh, And I returned with a man's phone number and Maltesers. What a bonus. And um, But I also watched, this was an amateur production, but I saw Dirty Dancing. Um,
1: The night of the 2009 Elimination Final.
0: Correct. The Daniel Bradshaw. That was the Daniel Bradshaw. Turned
1: Paul Bauer inside
0: out. Yep, so I was getting texts throughout the whole night from Tim, play by play, and then... Yeah. That would have
1: been back back in the day of the old like pre iPhone era, wouldn't it?
0: It was two thousand and eight, so there was iPhones. Had I didn't have one, one yet.
1: It would have been really annoying to be getting I all those had, texts. I
0: had black. I had a BlackBerry. Oh, you're one of those weirdos. No, nah, at work we had Blackberries. Yeah, but
1: like remember people think. Remember when people kept trying to say Blackberries are good.
0: They were at that the was time, mate. No, like, the people take for granted. Like now, every phone does email. Not every phone did email back oh, then. It was rubbish. Whereas Blackberries, we had email. We had internet.
1: Yeah. I'm glad that they're out of business,
0: <laughs> personally.
1: Um, um,
0: that's it. So who's we won't call a winner to the well, quiz. Well, there's
1: no winner because we weren't keeping score or anything. I think it was conducted in good spirits.
0: Good spirits? I you, don't you know got the, Tim will share that sentiment. <laughs>
1: you, <laughs> you got the triple crown one. No, that, that surprised me a little bit. That was a good get. I was pretty yep. happy with that one. Yep. Um, I don't know if anything else is happening, is it?
0: Nothing's happening, so we've already spoke about what's up and coming, so Mm -hmm. um, we're a couple of weeks away from the season proper, the AFL season proper kicking off, Yes. so um, that's where everything will heat up and our shenanigans will go from bad to worse. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll have some decent things to talk about, (laughs) but um, I think this has been a good session. I think so. Another good good session on the
1: couch. I think we'll end uh, end it on that note. for me, Sean Peterbaj, thank you very much. For Fabian Guadagnolo, thank you very much.
0: Boy, I said, out of the attitude, I go, You oh, say that oh, every week. Twice I've done that yeah. now. Yeah.
1: And for Tim Davis, he's not fucking here.
0: Oh, hold on. Shout out to Timbo. What is Timbo sign off?
1: Always, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Yeah, always a pleasure. Yeah, the pleasure was <laughs> ours, Tim.
0: <laughs> I asked him to bring me back a Bing Tang sing- singlet, so.
1: <laughs> Did you ask him not to wear it? <laughs>
0: If you ran out of stocky, mate.
1: <laughs>
0: oh shit, Tim,
1: Tim's gonna. I, I'm pretty sure, in Tim's defence, I'm pretty sure he's only ever worn a singlet once. once.
0: <laughs> I don't think he will again.
1: If I was him, I'd own it and I'd rock up
0: wearing like a world's gym singlet. <laughs> I just wish I had footage of when Tim was doing September, <laughs> the post-pod...
1: He <laughs> went for a run and didn't blow his car. <laughs> Did you hurt yourself as well? <laughs> he blew a car up. <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Sorry, it's not even that funny. <laughs> no, it was pretty funny. Because oh. <laughs> he wasn't even moving quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't run for seven years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh. Was hilarious. we love him we love oh. him so much <laughs> we missed you, miss you, miss you Tim we'll safe you travels can. mate hopefully you got back safe we'll, uh, hopefully don't,
1: don't take this personally <laughs> we'll <laughs> see you next week <laughs> take care <laughs> We're like crystal We
0: break easy I'm a poor man If you leave
1: You don't care
0: It's not easy with your love
1: don't know what to say, you don't care, anyway, I'm a man, in a rage, with that good,
0: I betray, here comes love, it's like honey, you can't buy, it worth money, you're not
1: alone, anymore, you shut me to the floor, you shut me to the floor.